Welcome to the Cinematic Doors podcast, a movie review podcast where we review and give our opinions on your favorite movies or ours or whoever's or movies that are bad. Just movies. Depending on the week, right? And uh, this show is hosted by Jordan Clark, myself, and Joshua Doerr. And this is episode 17. And we are not doing what we said we were going to do. That's usually what we do on the show. Surprise! Well, the Oscars were on. I didn't realize the Oscars were on this weekend. So we are going to do a quick... uh, I mean, I didn't watch the Oscars. Josh, did you watch the Oscars? No. No. I I don't... Yeah. By the time I realized they were on... I actually found realized found they were on because Jordan posted on the Instagram. Right. And I was like, oh, right. And then I was like busy, so yeah. That's a good that's a good plug, a good segue to remind everyone where you can find all of our content. This is my uh, favorite part of the the plugs. Uh, so if you're watching this on YouTube, you can yeah. like and share this. Hit that bell. Doesn't mean anything, but hit it. Hit the subscribe button. I think we have eight subscribers yeah. now, so let's get that up there. Let's boost it a bit. Uh, I did. We're almost at ten. I did send it to some of my friends, Josh, like direct message. Ooh. So we'll see what happens. But you finally pull in your weight. Yeah. Um, but uh, let's keep it going. And uh, so, if you're watching on YouTube, you can look at uh, the description down below to see where you can interact with us. You can interact with us mm-hmm. by email cinematic doors at gmail.com or you can go to our instagram at cinematic underscore doors or you can go to twitter at cinematic doors and how do you spell doors josh d-o-r-e-s there you go doors so by the way i've been i've been trying to be really active on twitter i've had some polls nice um i actually posted something today saying it was kind of teasing this Mm -hmm. it said what are your thoughts on everything bagels? And so, hey, there you go. It, it closes on Saturday, um, but so go on Twitter. Yeah. And also, I'm there's actually, a lot of Party Shark love on there. Yeah, like, that's we, good. We love Party Shark. There you go. I'm so go on Twitter, answer that poll. I'm actually going to do that, Josh. I'll do it later tonight. Also, I mentioned you on it, Jordan, because I decided to go through your old tweets. I know. You pulled up my old uh, non-existent <laughs> website <laughs> where yeah. I reviewed Mad Max Fury Road. Well, you reviewed more than that. And I was like, whoa, Jordan was a reviewer before this. <laughs> yeah. Did that, that website didn't work for you, did it? You just looked at the posts. I, right? did, I didn't actually, I didn't click actually on click on it. <laughs> yeah, I, I clicked on it. I'm like, oh, I was no, like, make sure this I was like, work. I don't want to hear Jordan's opinions. <laughs> Yeah, and then I had another website called The Weekly Address where I did like politics, Ooh. news, and culture. Cool, so I, much fun. So I did uh, movie reviews on that as well. So. Back in like 2016? That was 2015 to 2018. Oh my. So wow. during the reign of the I was name like we do not mention. <laughs> I was like 13 in yeah. 2015. Yeah, it's crazy. So anyways, that's, uh, that's old news. But I think that's the one website – I don't think I would cover politics anymore, but I like news and culture or culture. Uh, mm-hmm. I like the name, the weekly address. I kind of like that. Like it was a play on the presidential weekly address. That's what the play was on. So oh, I didn't, I didn't get that. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we all have a past, right, Josh? 
Yes, you and know, I was pulling it up. You were pulling it up. <laughs> I mean, you like to dox people, so I meant it. I was like, I so might as well pull up. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. He lives on 4756 uh, Krusty Road, Detroit. <laughs> now I live on Krusty Cul-de-Sac, Detroit. <laughs> Krusty Cul-de-Sac. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Oh, the man. first is that the first joke he's ever made. So how many people have called me crusty? Uh, I think it's just me and Hannah. You and Hannah didn't didn't Grace say I was crusty? May oh mm, yes. In that message you sent yeah. me, yeah, yeah. So so three and ongoing. Yes, three and ongoing. Uh, crusty Jordy. So Josh, how was your week? It was good. Um, honestly, again. Kind of, I just blinked and I was here. So yeah, I don't know. Like it, that's nothing, life right now. I don't even, I don't even remember what I did on the weekend. <laughs> Were you living in another universe, another oh, life? Maybe I don't know. Maybe maybe I ate some chapstick and then. Yeah, I I hear you, man. Like I blink and I'm doing like a million things right now too because yeah, I'm getting ordained as a reverend. Oh my goodness. Uh, so I'm like trying to get that application in by tomorrow. I'm almost, I'm pretty much done. I have to do one more quick report. But I think my sister did that online. What do you mean? Like, oh no. She, your sister's a reverend? She got, no, she, she, <laughs> she did the thing where she could marry people. Yeah, so you can do that for a day. You can get like a temporary license. Yeah, yeah. so she got one of those. <laughs> So just so you know, I think in May, I think it's in May, I, I get to pick, I think, when I get to do it. But uh, if I pass the theological argument discussion panel thing, Ooh. which I think I will. Uh, You're going to argue your way into there? Well, like the theological board of our denomination, of our church denomination interviews me, sees to make mm-hmm. sure that we're in line with certain issues and things, and then... Once I do that, uh, if you ever need someone to sign marriage documents or marry people, I'll be able to do that. So there I you don't go. know if I'll trust you. You'll have I'm the crusty reverend. Oh, gosh. He's going to go by that name. <laughs> I'm going to get business cards that say that. You better. We can sell it as merch. Dude, I'm totally... <laughs> oh, my goodness. We should make Hannah a shirt or something. A crusty reverend or crusty, whatever. Well, a colossal crust. There we go. That's crusty. what it was. Yeah, that's. I think you need that shirt. Oh, I definitely think I should make it and wear it at camp this summer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's, that's uh, first merch. So your week, like you don't, you didn't do anything in your week. You're in a coma. Or um, I worked. Yeah. Uh, I had a film exam today. How did that go? I don't know. I probably failed it. Okay, so this class, <laughs> you were pretty excited for this film class. Uh, I was I was actually really excited. Well, I was and I wasn't because I was like, this is going to be an easy class, which it isn't a hard class. It's just so unbearable. And right. it's just... Why is it, why is lot, it unbearable? Is it, is it the, I don't know. The it just, teacher? Is it it the just takes movies. It takes movies and just psych, sucks the joy out of it. Okay. And it's like, I think, and this is something with me, is just when you make things technical, it just kind of makes it like, uh, 
Right. So it's like breaking it down to the technicality. It's like it's very clinical. It's almost like um, it's very clinical. Yeah, like formulaic. You know how you can't really judge art. That's kind of what it is because they're judging art and breaking it down to just this is what this is. Right. There's nothing else, and it's well, just. So here's the crazy thing. Okay, so here's this is kind of in line with what you're talking about. Like I, you can judge art. You should be. Well, yeah. You should be able to judge art. I get what you're meaning, and I think. But it's, I think, it's like honestly, it's I think this art. Is, today's movie is the perfect movie to have this discussion yeah. before we review it. But when I took my screenwriting classes, like I took two of them, and I have the book still. The books are fantastic. I'll probably mm-hmm. actually I can tell you who wrote them because he's a. It's his books are pretty popular. Is Alfred 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 Hitchcock. Hitchcock. It's Sid Feld, but oh I have gosh. the books in my other room. I think it's Sid Feld. Anyway, so I just butchered Alfred Hitchcock's name, by the way. Yeah, I missed it. I wasn't listening. Good. Uh, so Good. basically, movies back in like from the fifties to the eighties, uh, like movies had to be a certain format to get into the theater. So your mm-hmm. movie couldn't be longer than two hours. Uh, and you had to have credits rolling at the beginning of your film to start the film, like a certain amount of credits and the certain credits had to be in there. And then you could put the rest mm-hmm. in the back. So that counted as your runtime. And then, and credits oh. in general counted as your runtime because they were so worried about filling the theaters and getting a certain amount of people in the theaters to make sure the theaters could stay running. It was a very business like mm-hmm. mentality because they wanted a certain amount of turnover, right? That's why now there's so many three hour movies back then there wasn't, there was like an hour and a half, 90 minutes, yeah. two, two hours at most. And then, um, and every piece in your screenplay, like a page in your screenplay is a minute. Oh, that's like the rule. So you should, wow. yeah. A page of your screenplay is a minute. Uh, hmm. so like, so it breaks it down to now I find that so fascinating, especially knowing that when it comes to writing and like, that's just the first principle of writing. Now there's, yeah. you know, like writing, writing action and stuff. There's a whole technique to that and like how you visualize the action while writing it with the dialogue. And it's, it's insane mm-hmm. how people write movies, especially I think a movie like this, but anyways, yeah. yeah. So I, 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 I like think- that kind of stuff, but I get what you're saying. Like it's yeah, very clinical. I, I think it there are parts of it that are really interesting, but it comes down to like she's she's getting us to just memorize what different angles are called. Right. And it's like this is this. And I'm just like, okay, whatever. This is I don't care what angle this is. Right. And like there's parts of it where it's like this is what this represents. But like for the most part, it's just like this is an open scene. Yeah. And I'm like who cares? Yeah. Who who cares? I like the fact where it was like a top down angle or like an angle looking up. Yeah. Represents like, like power eye, in that. And eye level shots. Yeah. And, and so like shots. that is kind of interesting. But then there's all these things where I'm just like, ugh, whatever. I don't care. Well, I don't. And just, there's like a blur. It's also. Yeah. yeah. You keep going. Sorry, Josh. Cutting off. It's also like at the end of my day. Yeah. It's three hours long. And yeah. I'm just like, stop. I don't care. <laughs> and so, I don't know. It's just. Uh, well, and a lot of, boring. a lot of those film shots do convey themes and even mm-hmm. what the character is feeling. Right. Uh, and and the, yeah. And I, I get that. And I think it's interesting, but I just think it takes away from my movie 
um, my movie experience. Because if I'm just right. focusing on, oh, that's what this angle means, then I'm not really getting what the what it is trying to do. So it's like I know that it's doing that, but it doesn't affect me because I know what is doing that. If that makes sense. So yeah. it's like, like as a when I'm watching things and it's like looking up, like I I know just without thinking. That it's like, oh, it's the power dynamic or when it's like right. looking down on something. And so there's a power dynamic in that. But it's like when you really just you're like, this is a power dynamic and you just make it concrete in that way. I'm just like, well, now I just don't care because <laughs> you just concrete, you solidified it. Okay. And now it can't mean anything else. And so okay. and I get that uh, directors use that to tell their story. Yes. But I like the fact that movies are open to interpretation in a way and there is well, like something is, you follow even if but you, there's also freedom so here's this is the beauty so i'm going to build on that a bit and rebut you a little bit not really because i get what you're saying the thing that i love about art like why i love movies why i love storytelling why i love because like i'm working on a novel very slowly but i've given mm -hmm. my novel to someone i know very closely and that i trust and from his reading of the novel, so like even from when I first started writing it, so many of the characters have changed since I like first outlined yeah. them. And that's, you know, what's crazy about art is like in my head, and this is why this, the power of our brain and imagination is just phenomenal. Like the characters are actually, to me, they feel alive, like they feel living. Mm -hmm. And when I change something in the story and then it affects the rest of the story, it's like this weird it's such a crazy feeling. And then now I'm getting this other input from this friend of mine. <laughs> so once your mm -hmm. art goes out into the wild a bit, right, it does become yeah. something other than you intended it to be. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it can still exist in the intended state you intended it to be while being it, that other it, thing. It exists in multiple universes based on perspective and interpretation. <laughs> right. So it's, that is the power of storytelling, right? And mm -hmm. that is that is why, I mean, Josh, our whole lives are based around storytelling. All of us have a yes. beginning, a middle, and an end. I mean, I firmly believe yeah. that's how God created the world, right? And that's it. I won't be able to tell the story of the end for me. Right. <laughs> but we, we all, I won't be able to end my story. And then you have an inciting incident in many parts of your life where you are driven to do something. And, you know, that's a yeah. very important piece of film writing is an inciting incident, right? Like something that kicks off the problem and the tension and the conflict of the story. Yeah. And that's what drives the characters to go on their journey. And that's where they find their motivation, mm -hmm. right? So we all have that. And that's why I love... And I love film because someone once said film is very shallow because it's a lot shorter. I don't agree with that necessarily. It's just different. It's different than literature. Yeah. It's not the same type of art form, obviously, on the surface. But in the conveying of images and the way images are put together and edited and like you can you can edit a scene and totally change the whole feeling just from one edit. Mm -hmm. Like you can change a whole dynamic. Yeah. You can change a whole feeling of a whole movie just by throwing a different color grade on your editing process. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, and I so, think it's that's so interesting. It's, it's really interesting. It's just, I, the way that it's told. And for me, right. like my creative process is just a lot different. Like I, 
Like, I think it just, like, happens. And so, like, if it just so happens to be that way, and you can call it chance, but, like, I just like to be able to just do my thing and try to portray it my way. And so, like, when you're, like, almost bringing in the technicalities of it, then it's almost like, oh, well, now I can't do this because I won't be able to portray it any other way. Or, like, no one will understand if I don't use this low-angle cut, uh, whatever. And so it's, like, for me, I just, like, I just like the idea and it's the same thing with photography for me. It's like once I actually, I was like, I never want to take a photography class because I feel like as soon as I know the technicalities, I'm going to lose the passion because it's the, it's the unknown and the freedom in it. Just like the thought of film just being like, anyone can do it. You don't need to know all these things. That is what is exciting. You don't need to. Yeah, I know. I know. It's just Tarantino is the best filmmaker of our time, in my opinion. And not just my opinion, and many opinions. Mm-hmm. And he worked in a video rental store. And yeah. he was like you. He didn't know any of the technical terms. He learned them and, by like researching them yeah. himself. And he literally loved film. And mm-hmm. I think these directors, the Daniels, are similar. Because you can see a lot of their influences in their film that they grew yeah. up watching. And Tarantino has taken that. And like... So like that is someone who has no film school experience. And I think that's actually why he's one of the best filmmakers because mm-hmm. his movies are so unique and he created a whole genre based that is on what, his film, like his writing just style. backs my opinion. It's just, I think there's more, I think for me and my idea of creativity, right. it, it doesn't fall into line with technicalities. And so I just like to be as free as I can within it. Okay. And like one day I want to make myself a short film. Like, I don't know what it will be. It's not, it's going to be super low budget. It's I'm not making it because I want to make money. It's just, I want to make it because I want to make it. It is. It is fun. It's a fun process. And like, it's fun. And so, and like even you and I have talked about making the mobile tree one day. And so um, maybe I should start writing something and throw it at your way. Just a, maybe and then i'll just criticize it but like (laughs) it's just i like the idea of being having creative freedom right and like and so this film class takes that and it makes me tired and bored and it's honestly like i'm really happy that i'm still able to enjoy it like i have a podcast on the side it's like (laughs) i go to this and so like i'm glad that this class isn't making me hate movies because i mean i'm at the point where nothing can really make me hate movies or like stories because I'm just so. And you won't. If it. your love is there for that yeah. thing. Like I and grew so, up watching movies. I have many moments in my life that really movies have influenced my life in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Like I remember watching Jurassic Park for the first time. I was like nine years old. My grandpa had a surround sound system. That's the first time I ever heard sound. Cause I hadn't really gone to the theater before that a whole lot. It was the first yeah. time. And the theaters I went to were, were not necessarily surround they were just stereo or mono so this mm-hmm. the sound was coming from the front because we went to really low budget mm-hmm. theaters because we didn't have a lot of money so this is the first time i heard sound behind me like oh, in, a wow. li- in a living room especially I, right i so. could actually tell you my first jurassic park experience too because <laughs> we had it on vhs and i didn't realize that like you had or i don't think anyone in my family except for my parents realized that you have to rewind it so I put the tape in and it was at some random part in Jurassic Park oh, and it man. terrified me. Also, my first theater experience was also my first, well, first 
theater experience that I remember was Minions, or not Minions, Despicable Me. That's awesome. It was in 3D. And I remember <laughs> vividly the part where he lands after stealing the moon or whatever. Not really stealing right. the moon. Where he goes to the recital and like the ship was like this close to my nose. I was like, whoa, I can almost reach it. I wish 3D was still interesting to me like that, but no, yeah, yeah. I, I it's so interesting. It's so funny hearing you talk about VHS because, like, I grew up with that, right? So I didn't learn until you this all year. didn't really grow up with that. So <laughs> I didn't know until this year that you had to rewind them. Yeah, and we would rent them from the store, and then you'd have and to I- you get a charge on your account if you didn't rewind it. Bringing really, it back. yeah, they would charge you an I, extra two dollars at my work. I was like rewinding the Grinch and all these kids were like, what are you doing? Why are you rewinding it? And I'm like trying to explain to them that you have to rewind it. And it just, it did not click in their brain. And I understand like that never, I never thought of that as a kid. So we we always, and then your VHS player, your VCR uh, device, you could buy VCRs that could tape stuff off the TV directly onto a blank Mm -hmm. videotape. So you could buy blank videotapes and then you could also, uh, so if there was like, if you didn't want to buy a movie, they would show movies on TV. So you would mm-hmm. just record it from the TV onto your VHS and like rip it. You steal it. Uh, and then we did that all the time. And then uh, another thing about VHS, uh, I had it on tip of my tongue. I can't remember anymore. But yeah, it's super funny. Oh yeah, we always had to watch the previews because uh, we always had low budget VCRs. So you could buy VCRs yeah. that were better at rewinding, like faster. That was actually a selling point. Like there were VCRs really? that would sell you on, we've, we rewind, we rewind fast. faster or yeah. Or the, some VCRs had two slots. So you have a slot that would play Whoa. your tape and then you could <laughs> rewind the tape at the same time. Like in a, like another movie that you just watched, you could rewind it while you're Whoa. watching. One. Yeah. So there was like different levels of VCRs and like it was pretty wow. hardcore. The VCR uh, pyramid scheme. Yeah, there you go. Man, different those the days. Like I remember the internet when the internet was first I, invented. I grew up with CDs. so Yeah. So discs or DVDs or whatever they're called. And it was so funny because every time there was a new leap in technology, we always thought it wouldn't catch. So like when CDs, when the first MP3 came out, we were like, oh, people won't do MP3 players. And and then the iPod came out and it just killed everything, you know? Uh, yeah. Like everyone had an iPod, like a Nano, you know, like that was a big thing in my high school. And I I never had one of those. Yeah. I had one of those I iPods with like the screen. click wheel. So it had like a screen, but it had like the wheel on oh it. Oh my gosh. And I had like a thousand huh. songs on there. It was awesome. <laughs> Did you also get those illegally? No. Uh well I had LimeWire, so some of them, yeah. Do you know what LimeWire is? No. So LimeWire is like it's similar to Napster, except LimeWire was way un- more under the radar than Napster, so you could download a lot more songs for free and rip them. Yeah. Hmm. So I my computer oh. probably had a ton of viruses, oh. but I don't this care. is just making you seem more crusty. I am crusty, man. Like old That's why crusty. I'm here. So Oscars, you didn't watch Oscars. I didn't watch Oscars. We don't really care about the Oscars. No. So we're not really going to talk about the Oscars. I, I literally one... just care about what the movies just wait. are. There was one movie that absolutely destroyed at the Oscars this year. Do you know that movie? Mm, what movie, what that movie was? was that, Jordan? 
What movie was it? Oh no, what was it? Everything, <laughs> movie, everywhere, all at once. This little movie <laughs> by A2, produced by A24, yep. directed and written by yep. the Daniels, who wrote Swiss Army Man and directed. Yeah, woo! Uh, so do you want to oh talk gosh, about that's Josh? Do you want to talk about the other movies? I didn't think about that. Do you, do we want to talk about the other movies what? that were nominated for Best Picture? Uh, I don't know what I don't really, movies were. Yeah, we're not prepared for that. So whatever. No, whatever. <laughs> I I have one last thing to say before we go on to this movie. Okay. Okay. And this is something you've been getting after me. I started playing the game for Last of Us. Oh, thank you for reminding me. Because I need yeah. to do a shout out. You go. You go. All right. So I've been I've been I've been playing the game. I've actually been really invested. The first game. Also, yeah. And it's like, uh, this game gives me so much stress. Because it's, it's so like good. no. Uh <laughs> I don't know. Like I was just I'm just I just got to the point, um, which I guess maybe spoiler. It's at the university and like this is at this time, like, I was just like, oh, no, I don't I don't know what I'm going to do if I run into the clickers or whatever they're called. Like, it just stresses me out every time. <laughs> so I just, like, burned them all, blew them up. I was you like, I don't want to go near you. You just, don't like scary games, huh? right? No, like, I'm, like I'm totally fine. Yeah, yeah. I, I told you about Resident Evil, but right. I'm totally fine watching scary movies. Like, they, right. they don't affect me. When it comes to the game, I don't know what it is. I just immerse myself so much that I just get stressed and well, you're playing it like you're it's interactive, right? So yeah, it is different. Like I'm living that life, and so <laughs> like Last of Us is no um, stranger to freaking me out, and so but it's so good. I've been really yeah. enjoying it. The Last of Us is like saw... proof that games are art. Like it's one of those games yeah. that I show people that don't play games to show Even them. Even though how um, Ellie looks so uncanny sometimes. Actually, yeah, you're, you're, are face. you playing part one? Like, are you playing the redone yeah, it's, version? It's remastered, so, so it's not. Yeah, it's not the the PS5 one. No, that's what I mean. So you're not playing the part one one. You're playing like the original no. remaster. So yeah. It would have looked better in that one. Yeah, because I got this one for free. Yeah, um, yeah. the remastered one, and I'm not spending eighty dollars. And that one is still good. When you play the second one, you will see the leap in fidelity. Because I I just yeah. finished the show. So I'm like, oh my goodness. Is the show done? It's done. And I just watched the finale this week and I was like, I need more Last of Us. So I've only played the second game once. So I started playing the second mm-hmm. game uh, just to see if I, because I'm pretty mixed on the second game. I didn't hate it. It's very yeah. good. I, the fidelity of the gameplay is just way better than the first one. Uh, and like, man, that game looks incredible. Like when you play it when you you should play the second one after this one. Or oh, I will. I will. It's long and it's a bit of a slog. The pay, It's not as good of a tight story as the first one. I still like it. Um, I'm going to see if I like yeah. it more or less kind of remo- removing myself from all the drama that came around it when it released. So mm-hmm. um, anyways. Yeah, see, I'm going into it completely blind. So The Last of Us so. show, I wanted to talk. I know it's 30 minutes in, but I don't care. It's our podcast. So. <laughs> Man, okay, so this thing is on HBO. This yep. show is, I cannot, okay, so I texted you on Sunday, and I mm-hmm. was like, Josh, you need to watch Last of Us. Like, you need to watch this show. Because I, I was behind on episodes, so I watched 
episode eight on Sunday during the day. Yeah. And I think that's right around like afternoonish. I just when I text you, but man, this show is, first of all, I don't think I've ever seen anything that is this sad. Like it is Oh, like the game is oh, no. the game is sad, but like, oh no! In, Why would you say that? In episode, I'm not going to spoil anything. In episode nine, there is a this moment, game is messing with my emotions, dude. Well, like, so the show, like, there is this because they add stuff. Like the the show is amazing. If you have any interest, anyone listening in the zombie genre or just the post apocalyptic dra- uh, genre. This it's yeah. not really a zombie show. Like the game is actually more zombie like than the show. That's one of my And cr- even then the game the game isn't as zombie as no, I thought it was. It's infected be. people. They're infected with a virus. Yeah. It's similar to 20 days later in that way, which I think is much more compelling. Mm-hmm. And it's like a fungal virus. So what's really cool is this virus actually exists. Not very fun guy. No. That's terrible. <laughs> this this fun guy doesn't. It actually exists in the real world. Um, it just doesn't oh. affect humans. So it actually. Oh, it's main. Cool. It's a predator for ants. So you can look this up. It, it literally turns ants into zombies, just like this show. Just wait until it actually does affect humans. Well, that's the creators of the game and the show. That's the whole. They literally were sitting around and they were like, "What if this actually like they're watching the." the uh, YouTube like video on this or the national geographic. And literally the one director was like, what if this happened to humans? And that's how the whole game started was like wow. that notion. So the mushroom, this fun guy gets into your body, infects you, like takes over your brain, turns you into this like zombie and the clickers are like the full stage of infection. So your like yeah. face looks like a big mushroom. That's when the party starts. They can't see because it takes over the their face. Guys. Sorry, I won't make that joke again. <laughs> Anyways, that's like the basis. So like the whole world is lost because of this. And watching this post-pandemic is interesting as well. So anyways, everyone should like if you're interested in this genre, watch this show. It is it's mm-hmm. such an emotion. Like I had problems with it. It's not perfect, obviously, but like I wanted it to be one episode longer. It's a little too quick. Uh, the ending is a little too quick. You don't feel opinion. like they're really long. Like the episodes are all an hour and a half. No, they're they? not. No. Like the last episode oh. of this sh- whole season is 45 minutes um, or 50 oh. minutes. The longest episode is the first one. It's an hour and a half. I want it all to be right. an hour and a half because the thing that the writers get really well uh, do really well is the small little moments. And man, they're mm-hmm. so good at writing dialogue and um, just like little, you have this big, huge event, but you have these moments that are so full of emotion, both good, bad emotion, sad, happy. And it just kind of shows you what the world would actually look like if this happened. It, I think yeah. it's the most realistic type of show in this genre like humans act the way they would actually act um the like the show is all about loss right experiencing loss Mm -hmm. and there was like i had to pause the last episode of the season it is really sad the beginning like i was i was actually crying like i was maybe this will be my time to shine and cry it was josh it was like it is devastating this show and there's moments Ooh. that are euphoric and really I'm ready. happy, but then they just get ripped. They rip your heart out 
you know, because that's, well, I feel that's, like that's kind of the game. Well, that's what that world would be like. That's what it would be like. Yeah. You're, you're it's such a things can change on a dime. Right. And, and that mm-hmm. it's anyways, it captures what it would actually be like so well. Um, yeah, there's for those who would care, there is now I think the show has some of the best gay representation I've seen on film, probably the most realistic. Yeah. Um, so if you don't, that's that, even a good segue. You don't like that kind of thing, then just you know there is that in there. Um, mm-hmm. And and you know what? The crazy thing about it is that in that world, it actually makes, in my mind, it makes a lot of sense because some people are so lonely, especially in a world like that where you're not around a lot of people, right? And so falling in love with someone because that's the only person you've seen in ten years kind of makes sense, you mm-hmm. know. But uh, it does have really tasteful, really good representations in that regard. Uh, Like, I don't necessarily agree with that, but those are still people, right? And people are living. That's what they do. And so this show does a good job of portraying that, I think, in a tasteful way. And man, like there's one episode in the show. It's all about this relationship between these two men. And... It is like just phenomenal. <laughs> it's so good. Mm. Yeah, it's really good. So I really recommend it. Um, yeah, and uh, and it's it's it just it'll make you thankful for what you have <laughs> because like of how devastating it is. Yeah. So you know what? That is a good, that, that is a good segue. A great segue. Being thankful for what you have. Good gay representation. <laughs> Onto the movie, everything, everywhere, all at once. This is Wang. This is Wang. Mrs. Wang, are you with us? I am paying attention. Now you may only see a pile of receipts, but I see a story. I can see where this story is going. It does not look good. What's happening? Devlin, I'm not your husband. I'm another version of him from another universe. I'm here because we need your help. Very busy today, a whole time to help you. Across the multiverse, I've seen thousands of Evelyns. You can access all of their memories, their emotions, even their skills. There's a great evil spreading throughout the many verses. And you may be your only chance of stopping it. Okay, you're leading the way, Josh. Oh god. That's the first time you've led that's the first time you've led into our clip of the trailer. So. Wow, I'm growing up. So Jordan, what did you think of this movie? Okay, let's see. Uh let's just go through who made it first. I mean, we already said that, I guess. Daniel Quan, Daniel, Daniel Schneider, Uh the the Daniels, produced yes. by Joe R- Russo, Anthony Russo. Or are they going to say Joe Rogan? Do you know who those are? Those people are? 
They sound familiar. Yeah. And, I, the writer, and I don't think it's writers just... And, well, co-writers and directors of... Karate Kid? Captain America Winter Soldier. Oh, not that Russo. Infinity War and, End- wow. and Endgame. That's crazy. There you go. Wow. The Russo Did brothers. So they produced this movie. So when I the credits hit the screen and I saw they produced it, I was like, whoa. Wait, are That's, we talking first credits or second credits? Uh, the the <laughs> final credits. Yes. Okay. Um, so I'm just, what we'll do for this movie, Josh, is we'll give our overall thoughts. I'll start because you asked me. But we are yeah. going to have a spoiler section because I think a lot of people are going to be wondering because this movie won Best Picture. It won everything pretty much that it could have won at the Oscars. Yeah, seven. Seven awards. Yeah. So we'll give you our overall thoughts in case you're just wondering from our side of the aisle if you're wondering if you should, if you should watch it or not. And then we'll go into spoilers. Oh, so this, You should watch it. This section will be pretty <laughs> short. Um, but that's who made it. That's who wrote it. Uh, this movie has starring in it Michelle Yeoh, who I love. She's Emily Wang mm-hmm. or Evelyn Wang. Sorry. She's from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. What is Emily? Oh, I just got the name wrong. <laughs> Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon is one of the best martial arts movies. One of my, it's in my top 10 of best movies of all time. That movie is wow. fantastic. Uh, and she's also in Shang-Chi, which is the first kickoff to phase oh, was four she? of Marvel. Yeah. And she was very good I in that. Know that. So she is like the Kung Fu kind of guru actress like she's amazing uh, and i love Ooh. i love her and huh. everything she's done she's done a lot of cameo work in a lot of jackie chan movies and that kind of stuff too so um some people even call her the female jackie chan so or jet lee uh so she's very prominent and so i've always wanted to see this movie because of her because i love her uh mm-hmm. ki huai kwan who plays waymond is from the Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom, he's the he is the um, short round kid. He's short round from that movie. Yeah, man. What? You didn't know that? No, I didn't know any of this. <laughs> Your mind is like, <laughs> and then James wow. Hong is in this movie, who is a legend. I saw him show up in the movie. I'm like, oh my goodness, he plays the father, like the estranged grandfather, right? Oh, I don't know. And who he's that in is. Chinatown. He's in like every classic. Hollywood movie. Uh, he's got so many credits. Um, so he's in it. Jamie Lee Curtis. Stephanie Sue yeah. is the daughter who plays Joy. By the way, Stephanie Sue was so... Oh, my okay, God. So what do I think about this movie, Josh? I did not like Swiss Army Man. No, you did not. And I didn't even realize the same people made this movie. But I have wanted to watch this movie for so long. I just haven't gotten to it. Yeah. Man, this movie is awesome. Like this movie yes. is uh, okay. So I have problems with it, but it's not really going to affect my score a whole lot. This movie is not a five out of five for me. I'm just going to say that. I still Ooh. think like Top Gun, I rated five out of five. Yeah. I'd still think Top Gun is better, but not by much. And you can't really compare the two movies because they're two totally different no. movies. What movie can you compare this to? So, well, I mean, so, okay. So this movie is, I'm going to start with how I felt watching it. This movie is a ride. Like this movie is, I was just going to say. I had my headphones on and I'm watching it downstairs. I have a big TV, so I feel like I'm in the theater, right? And it it feels 
it's a, I watched it's a, this movie in theaters. Yeah, okay. So this movie's a lot. <laughs> like it is like this movie isn't for everyone. Not everyone is gonna like it. Uh, but this movie is just like almost like um like when I was watching it, I just it felt like candy to me. Like everything I love about mm-hmm. film was exploding off the screen, making me emotional. I was laughing out loud. Uh, I'll get to some yeah. humor because I didn't love all the humor. Um, <laughs> mainly the juvenile-esque sexual humor, <laughs> like Swiss Army Man. I still don't like... Like I think these two men are just very immature when it comes to some of their humor. But yeah. a lot of it was funny. Um, and there is, like disclaimer, there is a lot of irreverent stuff in this movie. Uh, when it comes to just sexual nature, um, uh, there's quite a bit of swearing. So this isn't for kids. Yeah. And if you don't oh, yeah. like, sex- don't show this to your children. If you don't like sexual jokes, don't watch this movie. Or like, no, going in that there's a f- bit of sexual humor yeah. in it. Um, that I I didn't yeah, like I'd that say- part. But it's not a whole, it's not a big yeah. part of the movie. Um, I'd say it's easy to like look past it. Though. Yes, it is. Or, like it's there though, yeah. and like one of the scenes is absolutely insanely outrageous. Like that part was funny, and we'll get to that. But it's uh, this movie is just like I don't know, like like this is the Asian Matrix. This movie, like that's what this movie. Oh is. my gosh, this is the. It's just like the Matrix. I had such Matrix vibes at the beginning. And I remember first. I haven't finished the Matrix. So. Well, I remember first watching the Matrix, and I was like blown away. This movie blew me away in the same way, where I was like, yeah. "What is happening? Are they doing this? Why is this working so well?" And then when it got emotional and it honed in on what the movie was about, like, and the music's swelling and it's like slowed right down for oh. those moments, and it hits you like it's really well acted. It's really yeah. well done. The five people. I did research on this movie. I was like up till like two in the morning. Five people did the visual effects for this film, which is insane. Really? So like wow. when you research some of this, such so a small cast. Well, when you research some of the special effects, how they achieve the effects I'm, in this movie, yeah. it's in a lot of it is practically based, and it's incredible. Like mm-hmm. it's so, so this movie looks and, uh, so unique, and a lot of it was during COVID. Yes. so it's like so they show you how they filmed some more of that. Impressive. Yeah, yeah. Like, so this movie wow. is just like it is such a gem of a movie. Uh, I can't believe I didn't watch this earlier. To be honest, I cannot yeah. wait to watch it again. That's how I feel coming out of it. Yeah, I've seen it twice now. Yeah, uh, and like honestly, the way this movie looks, there are sequences in this movie with the editing and the quick shots, and uh, like this movie is basically before we get into spoilers. This movie is a parable for the internet age. Uh, the multiverse in this movie, because it's a multiverse film that's in the trailers. So it's not a spoiler. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of a comment on internet culture and how we have access to so much globally now because of the internet. And yeah. this movie goes so quick between scenes at times and the way it's choreographed, the way it's shot between the sequences where Swiss army man felt very novice. And like, I wasn't impressed with what it was trying to do. It just didn't feel very well crafted. This is like the exact opposite. Like this is like mm-hmm. night and day for me. I cannot even believe how some of the stuff was put to film in this movie. Um, yeah. Like there were sequences similar when you're on a roller coaster and you're like literal breath is taken away. There were sequences where m- my mouth was open and I was like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. 
how like this looks so good. Like there's like one of those moments was when she's looking through the multiverse and the screen's all cracked. So you can see her in different mm-hmm. verses. I think it's just two at the time. And she says something in the subtitle is refracted yeah. in the cracks between the multiverses. So you can like, yeah. So you, even the subtitle is like refracted between the verses and like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like I rewound it and watched that part again. I was like, Oh my goodness, this is really cool. So like yeah. this movie visually speaking is something I've never seen before. It's very unique. I don't think it's as original as a premise as everyone thinks it is. We'll get into that, but the way it's executed is just um, it's this movie is so well executed it's really well done uh so i love this movie i think um there i have issues we'll get into when we critique it into the spoiler territory but uh overall like i can't believe i missed this movie <laughs> yeah you yeah. really slept on it i did i just i don't know why i never watched it i just i was busy and i you know I saw Nope and Top Gun and I did want to, I I wasn't holding off on this movie. I did want to see it. So mm-hmm. I don't know why I never got to it. But uh, anyways, this film is fantastic. It is for anyone that loves film. It's a must watch for yeah. the average movie gore. You're not going to like it. So uh, even though. You I, know what? Yeah. Actually. Okay. You know what? I'm this is um something. So I, I watched this with my mom the second time. Okay. I actually watched it with two people who like aren't like super into movies. Okay. And both of them enjoyed it. So I asked my mom to text me something like what she thought. And at first she was like, I don't know. (laughs) Like, I don't even know what to say. Like, I just, and this is the same thing that I like when I watched it the first time, my mind was blown. So I watched it in theaters because I did not sleep on this movie. I heard it was good and I went to see it last movie in one of our local theaters um and it was just like after i was just like jaw dropped like what did i just watch that yeah. was beautiful <laughs> like this is this was my favorite movie of 2022 i i liked it more than top gun and like i remember the person i went with sophie which is actually like one of our biggest supporters and we went to no put sophie yeah and so Sophie, she was like, I need a, I need time to think on this. And like after a bit, maybe like a week or something, she was like, that was really good. <laughs> yeah. I really enjoyed that. And then I asked my mom and I was like, so she texted me and I was like, I hope you have your text ready. And she's like, no. <laughs> and then she's like, I feel like I watched the movie and never really knew what was what I was watching. But then in the end, all is great in the laundromat world. That's awesome. <laughs> and then she said, but I actually really enjoyed it. And she's like, those rocks. <laughs> she loved the rocks part. One of the, like, most, was... one of the most emotional parts of, the, of one of the arcs for Joy's character, right? Uh, like yeah. a breakthrough moment happens between these rocks. rocks. Like it, it's insane. Yeah. yeah. It just rocks your world. <laughs> Oh my okay, goodness. but yeah, like yeah. this movie, like I watched it the first time, mind blown, watched it a second time. And I, when I tell you, like I had the exact same feeling, <laughs> like I was, I'm still like absolutely shocked. It was so emotional. And like in the emotional times, it would make me laugh. And then it would make me, it was just like, when he said it's a ride, it really is. This is a roller coaster. You're going on loops, you're up and down. 
in the emotional times, it makes you laugh. In the funny times, it makes you sad. And it's just like, wow, <laughs> this movie hit. And the music is so good with that violin. It's just it's like it's like a controlled absurdity, this movie, because there's a moment yeah. where it just goes off the rails and you know it's going. Yeah. Right. And the way and like just the mm-hmm. way it's all it feels like this movie is called Everything Everywhere All at Once. So it's and sub- that's literally what it it's is. It's literally <laughs> supposed to make you feel overwhelmed. It's supposed to be arresting, and that's the point of, one of the points and- of the film. But the way they control the chaos, like this movie is so well executed. When and it I comes think to the filmmaking. My opinion is watching it the second time, like the first time was amazing. I love that like feeling I got of it being ever, but watching it a second time, it grounds it and really shows the quality of what this movie is. Cause like this time you expect for everything, you know, what's going to happen. Right. And it's still such a ride. It's so well done. And it's just like, you just see that quality once you've known everything and you can really just sit down and look and just focus on different things. Cause like there's, it's so hard to on the first time cause there's different things happening, different costumes happening. And like the parts where it just shows like a bunch of pictures of her face, which the first time I saw that my mind was just blown. Like I was like, whoa, no, man, you know what my mind was blown was when joy is sitting at the counter at the bar or the bar. And then she like mm-hmm. tilts her head and it's like click, click, click. Oh, and that was clicking. so good. It's like clicking through. All the- oh. oh my goodness. I was like. <laughs> this movie is so well done. It's just. <laughs> and like the, oh, the clicking and the timing and the music. And it's just like, oh my. Like this is and like. Joy, this is literally. Joy had the best outfits. I love them yes, all so yeah. much. No, I love yeah, Joy as a character. She's my favorite character in this <laughs> It's uh well the, okay so let's get into are you ready to get into spoilers so like our overall thoughts yeah. we've given them uh this is spoiler time so I, da, da, I'm gonna critique I'm gonna start with my critiques because I I I am excited to gush over this movie uh and I think we'll do categories again um probably to keep right. it restrained I guess but <laughs> I don't know like Josh, but with like, me that never happened Josh do you have critiques like do you have anything you didn't like about the film. Uh, no. <laughs> okay, so this this movie, okay, let's when it comes to the writing, this movie is not as original as everyone says it is. Um mm-hmm. like this movie is a love like this Jordan Peele does this a lot too with his movies and I think Tarantino does too, Shyamalan. Like a lot of filmmakers, modern filmmakers are doing this where like Tarantino grew up on ser- samurai film. So like Kill Bill is like an ode to that, right? And a lot of his Westerns are ode to that too. So this movie is literally like The Matrix where it takes place in this like Mm -hmm. mundane tax center and they're doing their taxes, right? And most of the movie takes place in that area, right? Even though it jumps to different multiverses. But this movie starts off just like Agent Smith or sorry, just like Neo is like his mundane office worker. And then he gets... Hey, make sure not to spoil it. I haven't seen the movie. Okay, well, I'm going to kind of spoil some of it, but he gets freed oh. in that moment, well, right? That Just part. like she gets freed in that yeah. moment, right? And so it's very much like an Asian version of a very familiar story. And I like how they subverted expectation with that. Uh, so so the, the story is actually like, I see a lot of comments online 
by people that didn't like this movie and they said it's very confusing. I actually found it very formulaic. It was yeah. still kind of predictable. In I don't ways. think it was confusing. No, it was pretty predictable. Form- yeah, it was pretty like once I saw where it was going with like, and by the way, all the predictability of it, I liked. Your your so, your thing of predictability is like different because for me, I just don't see how you're predicting this. <laughs> well, like right at the beginning, and this is this is an ode to how well it's written. But right at the beginning, I knew this is a story between the mother and daughter, right? So right away, oh, yeah. I knew that the bad guy is going to be the daughter because she they were antagonists at the very beginning of the film. And that's the point of the movie, right? It's very chaotic opening. Uh, their life is like chaos. Her life is the mom's life is chaos. Evelyn is like trying to run this laundromat. The dad seems really out to lunch and like kind of stupid and silly and Goofy. by the way that's a twist in the film i love waymond because he becomes that's the twist subverting your expectation of how men should be portrayed on film right in the macho yeah. way and because his kindness and gentleness becomes the driving force of her way of fighting through her problems mm-hmm. right and so uh but right away i knew okay joy i was hoping actually joy would be the bad guy because then it's this interesting mother-daughter story. And yeah. it's growing through adolescence in a world where you're surrounded by TikTok, surrounded by social media, all these screens, just like the multiverse, by the way. And it's mm-hmm. a parable of the internet age. And so I did find that this movie... Now, did that formula bug me? No, it didn't. But it isn't as original. The originality of this film comes from the way it's done and the technique of the filmmaking and the execution. Now, my only critique of this movie, uh, one of the biggest ones is it is a bit long. Like there was a part in the Mm -hmm. third act that uh, where the everything bagel is like in the office building and she's like fixing everyone's problems that she caused because now she's like showing them kindness instead of ruining their lives because she gets sucked into the nihilism and the chaos of joy. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. So, and then she, her mind comes back. It's not shattered anymore. And she's like starting to fight back with kindness. That whole sequence felt really drawn out. And it probably, there's some shots that could have been cut down in time because it felt, it felt like the plane was like trying to land and it was just like staying in the air for like that extra, you know, when you're flying, you're like, yeah, I think there might be something wrong because we're in the air. Too and you long. know what? Yeah, I I'm gonna like give my combat on that. And right. I see what you mean, but on the second watch, because like, I'm that scene is a lot of callbacks to what we had before. Right, and so it like brings it back. When I was watching it the second time, I was really excited for the part where they bring those back. And they show it because, like, you wouldn't have seen the like her fixing raccoon, like her, her fixing like the raccoonie, yeah. right? The raccoonie, you wouldn't have gone that and all those things. Like right. that was one of my. I had so much fun with that point. Like, well, they were good. They I, were good. I'm not saying they were bad. Like on the yeah. second watch, I was pretty much most like I was really excited for that part. Yeah, because I just I that was one of the most memorable parts where it had like the raccoonie. I'm not, I'm not necessarily talking about those sausage parts. I'm literally talking about like even the moments before, like. Where there, the standoff moment could have been like yeah. a minute shorter and like stuff like that. Like it's really kind of nitpicky, but it is 
Yeah. There's moments. I mean, where the, you're pretty much asking for like two minutes off the movie. There's well, no, like add it up. So like even in the laundromat where we see the revelation of her realizing that her husband isn't ruining everything, he's actually giving them more time to do their taxes by being kind. What she's been doing the whole time. That whole sequence is like, you could have just shaved off a few seconds, even or a few minutes off of lingering shots there. It just felt like, um, this is one criticism I have of these directors and same with Jordan Peele. They are so afraid of the audience, not getting the message. They just really hit you over the head with the message. You know, it's actually a, Mm -hmm. Shyamalan does it as well, but Shyamalan's not as good. See, right? So something that I I wanted to bring up with Shyamalan and his newest movie, Knock at the Cabin. Yeah, and this kind of goes on a different place. Is so these both have movies that have representation of gay couples, right? Right. And I don't think Knock at the Cabin did it very well. Like they're they're very similar in the way where it's like, oh, you you're doing this because you hate gay people. But in Knock at the Cabin, it felt very forced. And like, it's like, oh, they're gay. And then it's just like, they almost felt like they were like, oh, you hate us because we're gay. But it's like, no one said that. (laughs) And it's like, that movie felt like they were putting that in there to just be like, look at us. We're so good at this. We're, we're, We're allies, you know? This movie had it where it's like, it was real, I feel. And so... You know what? You know what I liked about this is it's it's not. It wasn't preachy in that regard. Regarding that, it was her stage of life. She was going through that. Her life as a character is chaotic. Mm-hmm. Right? She's not happy. Her she doesn't think her parents love her. Doesn't think her mom loves her, and she is fighting back with nihilism and anarchy, literally. Right? With that character. Mm-hmm. So, and that's the whole antagonist of the film. And it's a very adolescent thing to do, right? So what was interesting is at the end, she told the, there was a scene where she wouldn't tell the grandpa that she is gay. And then at the Mm -hmm. end, she tells the grandpa that she's gay and she's still mad at her mom. And I really liked that because it wasn't about that. It was much, it was was much deeper representation in that. But what I liked about it, what I'm saying, Josh, is that it wasn't all just like, this narrative of saying she wasn't feeling oppressed because of that. It was a much Mm -hmm. deeper issue going on in her life. And yeah, it was a much more, it it was a mother daughter issue. Right. And and Mm -hmm. then that led to one of the most heartfelt scenes where the mom says, I just want to be here with you. Like that's all I want. And that's what I'm realizing. Like this, like this movie is literally starts off with an Evelyn Wang that, hates her life, doesn't like her family, tells her daughter she's fat, uh, all this awkward stuff in families. <laughs> oh, that was so awful. She's like, wait, you're a little fat. Right. And it's like, oh. <laughs> you think she's going to say like, sorry oh, for not sticking up? Right. And, but this movie is all about finding thankfulness. Like, I saw this one comment. Like, the movie starts off in this mundane, chaotic spot, right? With imperfect yeah. people. And at the end of the movie, all these characters want to do is go back to that life. They don't want to pick these other multiverse lives because that's where they find their happiness and their joy is within their family. And they find thankfulness with throughout this whole movie for their life, even though it's 
writing this laundromat and, you know, and filing your taxes and doing normal things. Uh, you know, I, that's like, that's a very special message that this movie has, you know? Yeah. And even that relationship. Family. Right. And even that relationship that Joy had <laughs> um, was enriched at the end with her girlfriend, right? Because yeah, then Joy is not as like chaotic, right? And yeah, the whole middle part of the movie shows us what's happening within the characters, which is also why I loved it. Uh, mm-hmm. Like Joy is the antagonist of the film and that's how chaotic her life is inside of her. That's what she's feeling. That's what she's going through. And you get to see it visually represented in all these crazy different ways. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's why this movie is really good. (laughs) And it's it's so, and like the thing about the representation thing, it's just some people are gay. Right. And it's just normal. It's not this like, Oh, look, look over here you know oh, that, it's, and that's like a, the thing. it's just that's there, what I was trying to, right yeah that's what i'm saying is like and it, the same thing like movies went with this with like having african-american people in it where right. it's like it's like don't make them black and that be their only character defying trait like they should be a character be a and character just so happen to be exactly. black exactly. and so it's like these characters are characters and they just so happen to be gay. And so it's like, it's like the thing with knock at the cabin is like, I feel like these aren't characters. They're just gay. Like that's all they are, but they should be humans who are gay. Like they're just humans. And some humans are gay. Some aren't. Some humans are white. Some humans are black. It's just like, I hate when they're making and it feels like they're pushing an agenda, which this movie doesn't no, feel that cause, way. Because it's telling its, its story, I, right? I admire that. Right. And it's it's not killing this story just to be like, hey, look at us. We love gay people. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look at us. We're not racist because it's an Asian cast. It's like, it's just characters. And so... That's just what is so admirable about it. And it just, well, it's the heart of it is it's wants to tell its story. That's why it's good. Mm -hmm. Right. And it, and it, it's, and it, and it goes back to our conversation on the film. It's like, they just want to be filmmakers. They just want to make these movies and that's what they're doing. (laughs) So, yeah. So we talked about the acting, I guess the acting is great. All everyone in this movie is fantastic. What did you, uh, what did you think of Deirdre, the J- Jamie Lee Curtis character? Oh, she she was so good. <laughs> yeah. Like she was insane. And like, the, like, like I, I loved and her. I love the everything bagel, right? Like the cult of the yeah. bagel and the foreheads. And they like. I, I really like the scene where she's like, "Why did you staple this yeah. to my forehead?" And she's like, "I didn't. You did it." And she's like, "No, why would I do that?" <laughs> well, I loved it when she stapled like, it to herself, like right away. She like turns evil. I'm like, "Oh no, she's evil!" And then it's like. <laughs> yeah and then there's like also the part where we first meet her and you like see the the awards which i didn't think anything of it at first but watching the second one i was like oh my gosh i can't think of like unthink of that one scene where they're like trying to shove it up (laughs) where the sun don't shine yes and i'm like that's literally the perfect award for trying to do that like it was right in front of your face the whole right. time. <laughs> when I saw the awards, I was like, oh, no. So and that's my other criticism <laughs> of the movie is the juvenile sexual humor. I still don't like it. Even though yeah, some of it is like actually none of it was funny except for the butt plug 
jumping. <laughs> like that was just ridiculous. Okay, so one of the like here's the thing that this movie does well <laughs> is it creates its it's it's using similar formulaic things in other movies, but it and then it in its creation of its world, like the world building in this movie is really well done. And yeah, I love because in order to so what they're doing is they're literally just like you would on the internet, right? If you want to learn something, mm-hmm. you go on Google, you learn it, right? So if they want to learn a skill, Evelyn goes from her current verse and then has these little things in her ears and she has to do something she normally wouldn't do, right? You have to do something weird or odd, something that yeah. surprises the universe. And then you can switch. Like uh, go, snorting up a fly. Snorting up a fly, uh, like – saying I love you to Deidre who's trying to kill her, right? <laughs> she's like, confess your love. Oh, I love that scene yeah. <laughs> where he's, she's like coming down to like knee her in the face yeah. and she's like, I love you. And then what happens <laughs> is, is that the things go green, then you can shoot over to another verse and you can be in the consciousness of another version of yourself to learn a new yeah. skill. So she learns, there's a whole subline or subplot and universe where Evelyn plays Michelle Yeoh. Right, where she becomes mm-hmm. a famous actress and she knows kung fu, and it leads her to be this yeah. kung fu actress, and she's famous. See and... now, now that you say that, yeah. I understand that because yeah. I didn't know who she was before. Yeah. It's like literally, and that's when she doesn't choose to marry her husband. Right, she gets to be rich and famous, and she gets all... so then she, the current Evelyn, learns kung fu, and then she's like this kung fu master. Because mm-hmm. she learned it from the other verse, so that's See, that's the parallel that, between the internet age. That makes me like this movie even more. Yeah. The fact that they did that, yeah, wow. So, huh. so like, and then, so that's what I mean about the creativity and the world building. And so, this scene, these two men are trying to shove this butt plug board <laughs> in their butt. That that was actually yeah. funny because well actually no it, it wasn't two men at first it was just one right. man and they lost their powers she's trying to fight him so they're all fighting and then out of and then everyone out lost nowhere, their powers this yeah. guy who has no pants on flies over he's like because ah, they're trying to do something odd on and weird <laughs> to get their powers back right so it's like a race and then yeah. the other guy comes out of nowhere and he yes. has a trophy up his butt and they both have and then she rips the trophies and out. then she rips yeah. them both out it's like that part was what funny. is happening yeah that part was really good but like the sex yeah. dungeon stuff and the weird, the director had a cameo and he was in bondage stuff. Like that was weird. So, Oh, was that him? Yeah. Like these men have a weird sexual. That's strange. So um, I still don't like that about this movie. Uh, but other than that, man, this- I thought it was, I thought it was kind of funny at the end where she's just like holding him by the tie and just hitting him. Right. Like I thought that was funny. Yeah. I didn't like that. It was stupid. But like, I don't know. I thought it was just goofy. Like spanking him, right? <laughs> yeah, I was just like, because like she's just doing that in the middle of this, and he's just yeah. I like the rakakuni. Okay, so wait, that was my favorite joke. <laughs> that, I love that because it's such a boomer thing. So it's a language barrier thing, and then it's a boomer thing to get a movie wrong and the daughter is like ratatouille mom right like correcting her yeah i thought that was so funny like, that'll happen with my <laughs> like kids that's probably, a joke right? that you would make right you'd and, be like oh the ratatouille there's 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 this literal guy where she there's this timeline this verse multiverse or universe where she's working at one of those like uh stir fry places 
where you stand in the middle yeah. of the table and you're making stir fry. And you make food in front of them. Right. And this other guy literally has this raccoon <laughs> yeah. in his chef thing. And the raccoon He's like, is, he taught me how to boil yes, an egg. He's teaching him how to cook <laughs> and like and and then there's this and then when she becomes mean, because when she becomes like her daughter, right? And her mind is starting to shatter, she like gets the animal impounded into like animal yeah. control. <laughs> and it's really sad. And it's like this yeah. it's like this rough animatronic puppet thing and it's awesome like it looks like it's i'm like, so glad they didn't do cg like i'm so glad it looks yeah. it looked like a wes anderson thing like it looked like an old school star wars thing like it was awesome it was so, it was so funny good. and and then she's like running she's got him on his uh i can't remember why he couldn't run but she's got him on because his shoulders. He, he was like he's like he's like i'm useless without oh, right <laughs> Without him, so and then like after, piggybacking him. and then after, he like he's just like I can't. He's it's too much. Like it's too fast. So then she's like, he's like, we can do this. He yeah. throws him on, and then it's like this really awful scene. Well, it's oh, not it's awful. So it just looks awful. It looks she's awful like, in a good way. Like it looks good. Yeah, it's it's so awful good. in a good way. And it's just it's like so yes. So like that. Uh, like when you hear the line, and, like and the thing is, you go. This is all happening, and then there's an emotional part of it, and right. you're just like. Oh my god! We'll get to that. Like they're having we'll a, mo- but Josh, like that whole scene was birthed out of one sequence between the mother and daughter. Like yeah. I thought it was just a funny joke where it's like, oh, she got the name of the movie wrong, and they literally did a they, whole plot yeah. line of that thing. I was like, oh my goodness, this is ridiculous. It's so good, this is so good. So getting to the emotional stuff, uh, like it mainly happens in the timeline where she is the famous actress. If I'm like, that's where it all starts, right? Because she meets, she meets her husband, but it's not her husband because they didn't get married. That's the time. No, a lot of it happens when it's in, when she's as the laundromat. No, the inciting incident for it all kicking off into that is where he gives the monologue. He's kind of, he's talking to Evelyn. Uh, Raymond is talking to Evelyn, but it's literally also talking to the audience because the the way it's shot, there's like the, there's the fixed shot where they're on both sides. And then there's the close up yeah. where he's literally just giving the monologue to the camera. By the way, like I kill people kind of one of the best moments of the movie. Right. So let's get like, let's, before we get to that moment, some of the lines in this movie are really good. Like mm-hmm. this one, uh, Wayman says to her, like she, he pretty much says she's terrible. Right. Like the original Evelyn, he says, but yeah. you here, you're capable of anything because you're so bad at everything. And he like keeps yeah. telling her, "You're so, you're the one, because you're so bad." Oh, at there's there's yeah. so many of those things it's where so it's funny. like laughing, like it's so or, funny. Or, yeah. or she's like, she's like, I just saw a world where you weren't in it. It was so beautiful. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like it's like, oh, poor Wayman. <laughs> but then, but then this Wayman that is like rich and famous or rich business Wayman, yeah. right? He literally says this line. I'm gonna try and find it here. Um, but another line that everyone's talking about is between the rocks. So like, there's a sequence where oh, yeah. Evelyn and Joy are these rocks. And they just yes, are sitting on part. the edge of this cliff. And then the subtitles come up and they're talking to each other. And I think Evelyn says, just be a rock. Is it Evelyn that says that? I can't. Yeah. Just, uh, no, that's, or is that, that's Joy. Is that Jobu? It's right. Just, it's like, just be a, it's like, don't talk. Just, just be, be a rock. rock. Yeah. Like that's such a profound line. A lot of people are talking about that. Uh, just that idea of like 
like just be who you are. Like you are literally yeah. a rock. Like stop trying to be just other things. Be a rock. Right? Yeah. Um oh, there was a line that was just I love that good. scene where it's like ha 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 ha. Yes. <laughs> They're laughing. It yes. just says ha 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 ha. Because it's a silent part of the movie. <laughs> it's like ha 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 ha. And they it, it just Oh, that's so good. Uh there's so many good moments like that. I'm trying to find this thing that Wayman says. Um, cause it is so good. What is it? The part where he's like, that's the way you're a fighter. Okay. This is what he says. He says, this is one of the things he says. He says, when I choose to see the good side of things, I'm not being naive. It is strategic and necessary. It's how I've lived. Mm-hmm. It's how I've learned to survive through everything. And then he literally talks about how he's so, you know, he has everything he wants. She has everything she wants, but there is a side of him that wishes they would have married. Right. And at the end of the movie, I don't think it's that moment. I think it's at the end where he literally says, all I want is to be back, be in the laundromat laundromat and paying taxes and being with yeah. you. Right. And like, that's the whole eclipse of the movie where the whole movie is about um, even with the, the hot dog fingers. Right. Cause there's a universe where everyone has hot dog <laughs> oh, fingers, but there's I'm a, still like in shock from that. Jamie Lee yeah. Curtis. But there is a line where she oh. Evelyn literally says, even though we have hot dog fingers and we're useless with our hands, we learned how to use our feet, right? Like there is yeah. a theme of human perseverance, even in the midst of absolute mundane suffering or like, you know what I mean? Or even through trial yeah. or get filing your taxes. Like this whole movie is literally about the trouble with filing your taxes and how terrible yeah. it is in the States. Right. <laughs> and it ends there. It ends back where they have it all together and they're like happy to be together and they're thankful and they've learned it and, and they're still filing their taxes and Deirdre's there. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And Evelyn has that moment where her brain's starting to crack again and you think she's going to lapse out of it, but then she chooses to stay in the moment. Yeah. Just like joy was like, just be a rock. Right. Yeah. And so like that's what this movie's wow. about. Being content in who you are, not wanting to be other people or other things. And I do think that's why I love this movie so much with the message, because seeing all the other multiverses and even the fast cutting and the clicking and the all the fast movements between the multiverses, it it is a representation of the internet now. With how we have screens mm-hmm. everywhere, we have social media everywhere, we can see anything we want. And like I watched this one YouTube video and this guy was saying we can get knowledge that someone would learn in a lifetime in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Right? And yeah. it's filled joy with like it's funny that her name is Joy because she is so joyless, right? Um, and she's not happy. So uh, yeah, this movie is very good, very smart in that way, and I really did appreciate it for that stuff. So it's a bit long. Yeah, some of the stuff could have been cut but down a bit. It's so good though. Um, <laughs> so that's like my main critique of the movie and the sexual stuff I didn't love. So even though I'm gonna watch this movie multiple times because it's so good. Yeah. Uh, so Josh, what would you give this? Is there anything else you want to say about it before we do our ratings? I I don't know. It's just. It's such a good movie. I would watch this movie again. Like the cinematography, like I it just as the, much on the second time. The cinematography and the filmmaking, like this, 
the visual effects are just incredible in this film. It's a work of art. Yes. Like this, the shot, and it just, the shot where she, and it, yeah, you go. It honestly proves that like, you don't need a lot. Less is more. To make a lot. <laughs> and so, and I, I, there's one thing I wanted to mention, but I forgot, or like you just kept rambling or something. Yeah, I don't know. I just love this movie um, gushing. But this movie is very similar to um, Bullet Train, as in a lot is happening. And you haven't seen Bullet Train, right? Not yet. Where it's like a lot is happening and it's crazy, but it's still coherent and it still makes sense. And I enjoy that. I've learned to enjoy that a lot because I really like Bullet Train. It's just when you can make everything happen, but also have it make sense. That's when, but also at the same time, it doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. It's just, it just works somehow. And yeah. I don't know. That's all I have to say. <laughs> I just like, as soon as I finished this movie, I just had so much I wanted to say, obviously. Right. You can tell. Yeah. Cause this movie, I do think the style of the film is a tad bit overrated. I think if other filmmakers tried to make a movie like this, it would be a hot mess. Right. Like I think yeah, with the constraints they had, with the budget they had, like this also proves that when you have limits on your budget, your movie will probably look better, right? Because um, mm-hmm. you're forced to film things in certain ways. Like, like compare this to Ant Man and how Ant Man looks. Yeah, where you have all this budget and you just throw everything Ant on Man's a green a screen. Potato. Like Ant Man looks terrible compared to this movie. Like, there's some shots in this movie that are literally like, even when they're just stationary with their face facing the camera, and then the lights are moving around their face really fast. It's li- uh, yeah. it's literally someone standing there with like different lights and just spinning the lights. But it looks so good, yeah. right? Or when she's getting pulled through the multiverses, right? Backwards. She's literally mm-hmm. on a rope getting pulled backwards and they have LED the guy the one director um the Asian one, uh Daniel Kwan, he literally taped a 4K like iPhone or like an iPhone yeah. Pro or what 14 or whatever, the newest iPhone onto his chest and just walked downtown and like around different parts of the city. And that's, that's the background and it's like Mm -hmm. green screen behind her. And then it's like led TVs on the sides and it makes it look like it's going by like it's, Mm -hmm. and it looks so good. Like it looks unique and it looks interesting. It looks, it looks special. Also I was thinking about the, the scene where it shows all her face and I'm like, I just can't, I'm just imagining like where they're like taking all these pictures yeah. and they're just changing the, there's like, okay, same, same look. You have to say, look the exact same, just with a different, like it just, it's so, it sounds so much fun. Like this movie looks like so much fun to film. Yes. And my mom was like, who would like read the script and agree to like go into this film? And I'm like, well, it's different. Like, why wouldn't you want to be in this film? It seems like so much fun. And so, well, and you have that strong, like that strong character anchor, right? Like, yeah, a coming of age story (laughs) about a burnt out mom. That's what this movie is, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, it's not even really about family, it is, but it's literally about Evelyn finding herself again. Yeah. And like the moment where the grandfather wanted to kill Joy (laughs) and she's like back to her normal self and she's like stab her, right? With this X Acto knife and it's like brutal. But, it's, it's kind of crazy how the whole movie they're trying to kill Joy. Well, but, but Evelyn says, no, like, we can fix her. 
right? Like we can. And it's just like in yeah. the fact where it's like her name is Joy. Yes. It's like they're they're going out of their way to kill that happiness, and she's like, no. Yes. And <laughs> and they end up saving her. They end up. I mean, it's kind of ambiguous in that regard, but there is that hug at the end, and mm-hmm. and there is that. Well, is it ambiguous? No, I don't think it is actually now because there's that shot no. in the beginning where you see the happy family, right? And then you see it and again the, at the end when they do taxes together. And by the way, that intro really, shot where it goes the into the mirror. Like, yeah. It, sorry, you were saying something, Josh. Well, it just ends the same way it starts. That's right. what I'm saying. And like, just literally, yeah, that shot of going into the mirror and like pulling the mirror out, very Hitchcock, cocky, mm-hmm. where it's zooming in and zooming out, like it it's was like Birdman. Yes, very similar to that. Yeah, yeah, this movie is awesome, very special, very good. Uh, Josh, yeah. what would you give this movie out of ten doors? Ten. <laughs> I give this movie ten. Favorite movie of twenty twenty two. Brilliant. I loved it. It felt unique. It felt different. Mm-hmm. And like, it just, I'm really, it really deserved the awards. Like, I feel like a lot of times it's like, oh yeah, I guess they deserved it. But like this movie legitimately deserved all the praise it got. And I'm glad that movies like this can exist and still get praise. Cause it means that like people are going to be more willing to take that chance. Right. And not just like do the same thing as everything else. So well, yeah. and I'm happy at one visual effects. I'm happy at one for the actors. Uh, yeah, yeah. I um, it's it's tough for me. Like I, it's not the best movie of 2022 in my opinion. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the three best movies of the year were Top Gun, this movie, and Nope. Yeah, uh, those are the Honestly, three best movies. I can agree with that. And I think no, and maybe I think some boots. I think Nope is my favorite. Well, Top Gun is so good too, but um, I hadn't seen. I haven't seen Puss in Boots. I heard it's good. So, which by the way, these are those three movies all came out in the same year, and I've seen all of them twice. Right. <laughs> and I don't watch movies twice. They are so good. A yeah. lot of times, also Puss in Boots, I've watched twice. So like that movie that 2022 was such a good year of film where it's like movies that you can rewatch and enjoy. And it was just, it was a comeback yeah. year from, it's just, wow. Um, just wow. 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 So wow. For wow, me wow. out of five stars, I I will give this movie 4.5 out of five stars. That's what I was thinking you were going to yeah. give it. So I was like four or four. Look at that. You're predictable. I am predictable. Yeah. Yeah. I still think there's, I have issues with this movie in some regard and I don't think it's as original as everyone thinks it is, but yeah. the way it's executed is wholly original. Right? So original. So that's yeah. where you get. And that's like, it re- honestly, it reminds me of Kill Bill because Kill Bill. I haven't finished Kill oh, Bill. Oh man. It's such a stylish movie. Like this movie is. I started that movie and then just. You gotta watch yeah. that movie, and this movie I is will. so stylish. It's, it's on. Yeah. It's on here, yes. so I have to watch it. Now, this movie has more emotion, emotional pull than Kill Bill One. Kill Bill Two yeah. has the emotional pull, um, but it's uh, this movie reminded me of that where it's like so stylish. Like it's just like mm-hmm. even when Joy is killing those like policemen. Or the the security guards or the cops with the confetti, <laughs> like their head blows up into confetti. And oh, I love that. Yeah. Uh, and then like it like absolutely destroyed that one guy. He like 
like yes threw him in the yes. air changed it like and then sequence. like crushed his yeah. head yeah. and then he's like <laughs> the nunchucks oh god so i think i think i gave nope four out of five stars or 4.5 did you I think what did i give no nope? i gave it a four at least and i gave top gun a five so i don't think i gave top gun and a five. i don't think I mean, a 10. I think Top Gun is a better film than this movie just because it's a bit leaner and it's a bit, it's just, uh, yeah. I think I would rather watch this movie over Top Gun. Yeah. But also, that's fair. It depends on like mood. I was going to say, like, what I'm yeah, feeling. I was going to say, like, I don't, really, very com- I don't really compare the little, even those three movies. I do think, uh, yeah, none of, I do I think feel nope like none of them can be compared. In style and content, I think Nope and this movie have more in common just with, yeah, the type of metaphor it's using, the type of imagery it's using. Um, Jordan Peele uses a lot of the same techniques that Daniels do when it comes to um, the Daniels. Yeah, when it comes to like Daniel Square symbolism <laughs> and character names, like that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like it's Which, very on the nose. Something that I thought was cool is like I didn't get any of the story. <laughs> right, I did not get any of the story or the symbolism on either of the watches because it's just so hard to take in everything (laughs) this is a movie you kind of have to watch more than once to get anything out of it and well not anything but josh i'm gonna defend this movie a bit because i disagree with you no i'm not saying i'm not saying that's a bad thing right like i'm like i'm saying this in a positive way where it's like it's so rewatchable in the fact that you can get something different out of it like this one i felt i got a lot of um the music out of it and just like yeah, the, music the really score yeah. the first time i watched it it was like the visuals and the cinematography and like the next time i can see more of that sil- syllable what symbolism right. and like storytelling from that and i just enjoy that i can do that and like get rewatchability out of it and i just yeah well I- yeah and that that's what good art is right like i yeah, I the reason the reason I said what I said is because I I do think it does a very good job of telling like this is why I'm confused why people are so confused by it like clearly you're just not paying yeah, attention I, I don't because like it does a good job of like it feels like a wild ride it's like a good amusement ride right mm-hmm. like not that it's like an amusement ride but it's like a roller coaster should make you feel like you're gonna die while knowing where you're going and making sure it's curated and you know what i mean that's yeah. what this movie feels like it feels like it's just it makes you feel like you're gonna going die. off I'm the trying. rails and you're like, what? <laughs> but you know what's going on you know the character yeah, no, this this is like you're going on a roller you know coaster but it going. takes a turn off right and then back on and like you and know off and then you know on. what's because like the whole time i had knew nothing about this movie and i knew exactly i was hoping there would be family redemption in this movie i was hoping and when there was, it was such an earned moment. And, well, it, and something I've realized a lot with films now is family redemption is a huge theme that's being explored yes. in this day and age. Like you saw it in Fast and Furious, you saw it in this movie, you saw it in Ant Man. Like it's well, just this that's movie, a big theme. Yeah, and this movie it just feels so genuine. Like it's not like the moment mm-hmm. is kind of Oscar Beatty cheesy, but like it's kind of like I saw one criticism from Red Letter Media and they said that, but in a way it's almost like an ode to those moments in old movies. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like when the but music also, swells 
and you know the drama in this movie because i've mentioned before that dramas and like coming of age stories are my favorite movies and those parts hit they hit they really just hit. that's and the music which is the music that i love from movies and driveways it's the same yeah it hit and i felt something and i was like yes i feel something I love feeling like this movie something. Made me, this movie made me feel. I, as, a, just, as a father. Mm, with, delicious. As a father with one of my fears of my daughter not being in a good relationship with me, right? Uh, I like got emotional. It was, I was, I was like, man, The Last of Us made me cry. Now this movie's making me cry <laughs> when the mom is literally just like. I love, I absolutely love that these movies are making <laughs> me feel something. And it's just. It's something Marvel can never no. do, and, yeah, and it's just it's so good. Yeah, it's... even like the man called a man called Otto. It made me feel something. It's just <laughs> the Fablemans made me feel something. It's just I love that these movies are coming out. Puss in Boots made me feel like I can't go on forever. No, it's just this. This movie is mm, very. It has a big, mm, big heart, and yummy. And it's nice to watch. Um, I wasn't expect. I wasn't expecting on this movie. I thought it would be stylish and like fun. I went and- into it blind, and but like there's this whole character arc and this narrative of literally fighting people with kindness, literally reconciling with your estranged family, oh, and like that. That's literally what she did at the end. She killed her enemies with kindness. I was like. I know, and googly eyes. Yes. This made oh. me want to go out and buy googly eyes. <laughs> when she like throws them, and she uses a third eye, which is is a total. Oh, I love that. Not intentional, but a total mockery of Doctor Strange's multiverse of madness, right? Yeah, and then like she <laughs> throws. Oh, this movie came out before, or she flicks. Wait, did this movie come out before? But they filmed it before they would have known. Yeah, either yeah. way. So, but she flicks the eyes into like the grandfather. Oh, and they go I into love his it eyes. so much. It's so funny. I. The googly eyes were my favorite aesthetic, yeah. and it made me want to like go out and buy googly eyes and put them all over my room. So that is our review of everything, everywhere, every, everywhere, everything, everything, everywhere, everything, all everywhere, all at once. And um, wow, this movie is a ride. <laughs> if you made it here, if you made it this far, make sure to text uh, or just message us googly eye paradise um yeah and also we better end this soon because i'm running out of time to uh do my duolingo without losing my streak so <laughs> yeah right remember an hour and a half. Google eye paradise. Good, a good solid episode thank you for, by the way for listening today will be my 105th day of <laughs> duolingo because i know if i stop that bird will get me and kill we my still family, an hour josh so, so. You're fine. And now it's just, he's, yeah. You're getting nervous. You got the sweats. I am. Like I'm so. <sighs> but like you are, I'm like airplane wearing, sweating. You've been right wanting now. to review this movie for a long time, so I know there it is. And I and I kept telling you to watch know, this movie, just, and you just I, wouldn't watch it. And it's not because I was I I just didn't I didn't make time for it. It, it wasn't because yeah. I thought it would this be is, stupid or. This is a movie you make time for. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it again. I. And Michelle Yeoh, by the way, is phenomenal. She's yeah. Thank thank oh, goodness she won the Oscar. Joy's yeah. character is also yeah yeah. I love Joy, Joy was my I favorite love Michelle. 
I gotta love watch, Joy. You got to watch Crouching Tiger, my friend. Her teddy yeah. bear costume. Yeah, it's so good. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Uh, catch us next week for episode 18. Uh, where we might actually do the top, five, do the guilty top five guilty pleasures. Which I found some. Critically bad I movies did it. that we love. That We will be doing that Spoiler next week. Spoiler alert. Half of mine are Christmas movies. Let us know. Um, <laughs> let us know in the comments what you think of this movie. Answer Josh's yep. poll on the Twitterverse yeah, there. Please. Like, let's interact inter- with let's me. Get Show some love for Party Shark. And let us know what you want to – like, what movies do you want us to review this year? What movies do you want us to give our opinion on? Let us know in the comments by email. Uh, and you can find all that in the description down below. If you're listening to the podcast, you can look at that in the description of the podcast. By the way, some mm-hmm. of the descriptions are pretty funny, kind of. There's some jokes in there, like the one week where yeah, Josh they're, was they're worried pretty, about me. They're pretty funny. Where Josh was worried about me doxing myself. I put my personal email in there in that description. So, Oh, did you actually? Yeah, you got to read them, man. No, I didn't even read them. <laughs> you got to read them. I put little Easter eggs in the descriptions sometimes, most of the time. Yeah. So read them. Also with the names. Also with the names. So, But thank you so much for listening, and uh, we will catch you next week. You better call this one like something googly eye. Don't forget to close the door on the way out. Ciao.